right. So you're a music artist with plans to take over the world, huh? Yeah, duh. That's why I'm here. Well, you've come to the right place. Let's go. Welcome to the I Am Northbound podcast. Podcast. Your guide to dominating the new music industry. What is up, y'all? How you doing? And welcome to yet another episode of I Am Northbound. How you doing today? Hope you're doing fantastic. Look. The video is back. I got it working again. I mean, it was a bit of a disaster last time, wasn't it? I'm like, I'm going to do video with the podcast again. Hopefully it works and it worked for about five minutes. And then also I was like, why am I still using this old camera that I got when I was like 20, when I could be using the new camera that I got that actually shoots in 4K and is way cooler. So that's what, the, you know, we've got good video again. I mean, I had cartoons on in the background, but I can't get it working because the TV's from like... 99 or something like that forever ago right the 90s when when things were good i don't know maybe i'm just getting that childhood you know people people just think their childhood was like the like the best era but i feel like the 90s was pretty cool and again i I say that but it's only mainly because i had the best tv shows back then how you doing how's everything in your world hopefully you are doing fantastic I mean, things have been absolutely crazy here and i've been saying that for a couple weeks now i've been saying that but I mean, this is, I have to say, this is the craziest it has like ever been. And like, I mean that uh, I've been working so much over the last um, week and a bit to the point where I'm like, I'm barely getting a good night's sleep because I'm just like working till I go to bed and then waking up in the morning. And it's crazy because I launched a special on the audiobook for the 4D songwriter, How to Dominate the New Music Industry. I put it out online. I, I added a whole nother section to the book. I mean, if you've read the book before, you won't have had access to this. Nah, 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 nah. It's called, uh, I just call it the deluxe version. So it's got some bonus chapters. And then I recorded the audiobook version for those as well. And I've kind of put them all online as like, uh, it's available for like a really uh, package where you can pick them all up. If you want to go pick yours up, if you haven't got the audiobook yet, to put it on Audible, I think it's like, it'd be like $30 or something like that or 25 or whatever, uh, depending on the currency and the exchange rate. But um, yeah, to put it, the, the what I'm doing is I've actually made it available for just $3 for the audiobook, which is crazy considering the fact that the audiobook took like six months of my life to do because it's so much work. I think genuinely out of all the projects I've done in my life, including recording albums, the audiobook took the most amount of time because you just have to like say lines over and over again till you get them right. And then you just get, I know you just have repeating yourself a hundred thousand times. It's like, oh, just thinking about it drives me mad. But then I ended up deciding to do a whole nother bonus section with a bunch of chapters and made more work for myself. But anyway, it's all finished now. And the uh, bonus chapters have like an extra hour worth of content and they're way more actionable. So there's stuff like rather than, you know, the 40 songwriter is very mindset driven. It's very much like uh, asking the questions that you will need to answer. But the what's it called? The bonus section, bonus chapters, the deluxe version chapters, they are going to, you know, they're going to help you do stuff. Like They're going to show you how to do marketable uh, actionable, sorry, marketable marketing strategies, whatever. You know what I'm trying to say? Things you can actually put into practice. I talk about like uh, the same method that Justin Bieber used to be, get massive by piggybacking viral traffic on YouTube and how you can use it for your music, no matter what genre you are. You don't have to be like the Biebs. Anyway, but you should check that out. You should check out last week's episode if you didn't already, if you haven't already. Um, we're talking about some cool stuff of late and I genuinely am super stoked. You know what? This week's gone so fast that I can't even remember what we talked about last week. So bear with me for two seconds while I fill in time while I load it on my app. 
this is so professional. I uh, say, so yeah, no, I talked about. That's right. I didn't even do an episode. That's why I couldn't remember it. It's because I wanted to invite you to come and check out Band-Aid, which is what I'm going to be doing, um, you know, going through your guys' social media and making adjustments and changes and doing that kind of thing. Now, I thought about it, you know, classic Jason. I say something and then I kind of tweak it as we go rather than like, I don't know. I thought about it for ages, but just after I said that I was going to do it live every Friday, um, I, I don't know. I feel like that format it might just be a bit boring to sit around and watch me as I like try to figure stuff out. So I think that format, you know, for Band-Aid is going to be better if I record them off air and then, you know, edit it and make it all nice and release the finished version to you. Because I don't think it's, uh, you know, you're going to sit there for an hour for me to end up trimming out 20 minutes of dead air as I'm like typing silently and figuring stuff out. So maybe I'll make things more entertaining. But I have decided uh, that I'm going to start bringing back in fr- uh, in the... Facebook group. I'm still going to be doing Band-Aid. Don't get me wrong. That'll be coming out, but it will be, uh, I'll do weekly episodes, but I just won't be doing them live. They'll still be there in the Facebook group every week. Uh, but I am going to be bringing back live in the Facebook group every single Friday, live with Jason John Evans, which I haven't done in a very long time. If you're a long time listener, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. And maybe you might be like, yes. Or maybe you might be like, oh man, I'm glad that show was gone. But either way, it's coming back. So what it is, is that uh, it's a show in which I do, you know, it's, it's exactly what it sounds like. I get on live and we chat about different things there's no question about the music industry that isn't uh, i don't attempt to answer any questions you guys have about your music journey i'm happy to dive into them give you advice try to help you move forward on that uh but yes that's going to be every friday in the group i'll just put a questionnaire out each week and say hey what do you need help with let me help you and i will do it on this coming episode of live with jason Evans. which means after i record this podcast episode i'm pretty much just going to jump straight in there and do that episode but anyway, hope you're doing fantastic. Hope everything is great in your world. Today, I want to talk about the fact, uh, I want to talk about haters and uh, how you can go about managing them. Now, the reason I have thought to talk about it on today's specific episode is because they're fresh on my mind because I'm running this out at the moment and I'm fighting an uphill battle. Now, did I build the situation or circumstances to have to fight this uphill battle? No, it was set by others that are being dishonest and very um, what, disingenuous, right? Or people who like, uh, I said that word, hoping that it's the right word to say, but you know what I'm talking about, people who aren't authentic or genuine and all they have is a motivation or a desire to be driven by making money from people. So they sell phony courses, phony this, phony that, stuff that doesn't work, stuff that you'll end, stuff you'll end up paying, uh, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars for, potentially even thousands for programs, for stuff you could just find on YouTube for free. Like, you know, of course. And if you know me, you're listening to the show, you know that's not me. You know I'm not about that. I try to give away as much as I possibly can. It just comes to a point where I'm like, hey, if I have eight hours worth of content in the audiobook, I mean, in the, you know, f- that is enough to put in a book, I'm going to have to charge for it just because of the fact that, you know, I'm charging this audiobook. I'm, I'm charging people for this audiobook $3. Charging three dollars for this audiobook. I'm charging people three dollars for the audiobook. I guess I could have said it any other way, and it would have been correct. But I chose every wrong way to say that sentence. Um, yeah, but I, you know, it's three dollars to buy it, and the reason I said it at that price is not because I'm trying to make a killing on it. Because newsflash, I don't make a killing on the audiobooks at that price. It's because of the fact that Facebook costs me with Facebook ads pretty much that to get it to a cold audience and to get someone to buy. So. 
it, I don't make much profit on it at all. Like it's cents on the dollar, right? Enough to keep the Facebook ads profitable to keep them going because I really just want to get my stuff out there to help as many people as possible. And if you're following me right now, if you're listening to this, you probably know that already, that I am genuine. I'm not trying to make money off you. If that's the case, I wouldn't be selling. If that was the case, you know, I wouldn't be selling my audiobook. So for uh, $3 each, you know what I mean? I'd be trying to make more money off people. Or I do something like one of those $1,000 mastermind programs. Oh, I'm teaching you how to use Facebook ads for music, which I've openly said don't work for music artists, right? Spotify playlist hacks. They're not going to do what you want them to do. So, it's I'm trying to look out for you in that. But I understand, right? I can't expect everyone to know that. And if you're just finding out about me and this is the first time you see anything about me in your, in your Facebook, Instagram feed, whatever, you see an ad that comes up and you see my face telling you about an audiobook I've got and that I want you to purchase, some people default to just being a hater, you know, because they assume, they just put me in the category of every other person out there who's trying to sell a quote, get rich quick scheme. And I use that quote because I've actually had a few comments say, I'm sick of these get rich quick schemes. You know what's funny? I've never said in my entire life ever with anything in the music industry that there's such a thing as get rich quick schemes. I don't say it in my ad or anything like that. Now, I don't say that to be defensive. I don't want this episode to come across like I'm just taking this half an hour to say my uh, side of the story because I mean, I don't, I don't have to. You know me. I'm not talking to the people who left the comments. I'm talking to you guys who know me. But I'm, I am trying to use this situation to let you know that some people, when they first hear about you, you know, and they don't know anything about you, they're going to put you in the buckets of what other people have set up for you. Now, this is what I do want to talk about today. How to go about managing these types of content, uh, the comments, and uh, how you can actually use them to your advantage. But also, when does the time come in which you do just need to delete the comments? Because I think people jump really quickly as soon as they get a negative comment to, I'll just delete it off my page. And that's the easy solution. Uh, people go, oh, the block button exists for a reason. And I don't agree with that. You shouldn't be blocking negative comments. I'm going to talk later on another episode, potentially of the new podcast that I'm going to be doing. Uh, this is the thing. I know I'm sounding like I'm, I've got way too much content that I'm bringing out because you're like, you know what? There's too much, Jason. You're not going to get it all done. I'm slowly going to be bringing out new releases because now the audiobook and the book is done, which took up so much of my time. I'm just in straight content creating mode now. So I'm just going to be bringing out as much as I can. But I did talk about uh, Inside the Mind of the Music Industry, which is more about psychology and behavioral economics, uh, less conversational like this show and more I'll, I script every episode and I put a lot of time and effort into them, uh, which means there's going to be less frequent episodes, but still they'll be of a higher quality. I want to talk about the fact of why it's actually important that you get negative reviews. Okay. There's actually a psychological phenomenon that if you don't get any negative reviews, the weight of the your actual product or what you're asking people to do uh, seems less than it does if then if you had one star reviews. Now you might be you might be thinking people don't believe that's like because you know customers just don't believe. Uh, that, you know, a perfect five-star review is completely accurate. And that's not 100% of the case. It actually has more to do with a psychological phenomenon where we consider zero to be infinite and one to be an, one to be worth one, which is crazy. I'll talk about that later. But it's essential that you actually leave in the same regard hate comments up on your profile. It's just about the way you go about it. Now, I don't know if you listened to this, but I did an interview on Monica Strutt's podcast a while back. I think it was on hers or it might have been when she was on mine. But either way, I remember talking to her at the time and uh, we started talking about dealing with hate comments. And I said my go-to was to say to people if they left a really abusive message or something like that, uh, to put the question back to them and say, what would make you leave a comment like this? 
Uh, and if you, if you can ask them the question and let it resonate with them, you kind of put it on them going, whoa, what makes you say that? Or what makes you do that? Rather than you responding to them or defending yourself, if you put it back, you know, to, to make them aware that, to make them aware, sorry, that their decision, uh, their, their actions were their decision, right? Their actions were their decision. Uh, if you, if you can put it back on them to do that, that's where you're actually going to get them reflecting and going, oh, maybe I shouldn't have spoken to this person like that. And also, wow, they responded. A lot of people, you know, I don't know, maybe they've just had a bad day. I don't know what goes on in their life for them to get this upset about stuff, but maybe they just have a bad day and they just go, you know what, I'm taking it out on this ad because they'll never respond and I'll never see them again. But you'd be surprised the amount of hate comments and inverted comments, hate comments I've received on my ads that have ended up buying my audiobook and following me and stuff like that. It's because not every comment that is left that comes across like a hate comment is actually a hate comment. If it's just straight up a hate comment, you would probably delete that because some people, are, you're never going to get through to them. They're just trying to cause problems and they're just trying to get, uh, excuse me, they're trying to uh, unload on you and you just happen to be the target. It does. It's nothing against you personally. It's just you, you happen to be the the ad they saw of the person they saw when they're in a bad mood and, you know, the, the, the ad they saw that they want to take their frustrations out on of their day, you know, the frustrations of their day out on that ad, right? has nothing to do with you. So, you just dismiss that kind of stuff. Like, for example, I got a comment just randomly of a guy that just left a clown emoji and I'm like, cool, well, I've, you know, I'm going to remove that because I don't want to leave that on my ad. And also, I checked, like, I, I looked at his profile and I, and I was like, you know what, what would I even say back to that? Like, I, I don't want to get in a conversation with a person like this. If he's just trying to, like, say stuff like that, then obviously that's not constructive at all. Yet sometimes I'd get comments, right, of people saying um, these mad long messages where they're just like, oh, I'm sick of these get rich quick schemes, blah, 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 blah. Now, this is the thing. If someone takes the time to write a comment like that, it's not always saying, it comes across like, I don't like you and I want to let you know how much I don't like you. But it actually, it's more so them saying, um, I don't know if I'm convinced yet. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not, I don't know if I've actually, if you've won me over and this is the only way I know how to really like interpret it is to kind of like call it out, right? Because if you don't answer my objections, then I'm right. And it was a get rich quick scheme, but they at least give you an opportunity to- I mean, think about it. If they really thought it wasn't worth getting, they would have just scrolled on by, but they took time out of their day to respond, right? And the same thing goes for you. Whatever ads you put up, whatever things you post in front of people, it doesn't matter. I'm talking specifically about my ad, but that's just because I'm trying to build stories around, you know, obviously interpret this to the way the content you bring out. If you post something and someone sees it for the first time or leaves something negative, it's the exact same thing. Not just specifically for <laughs> Facebook ads or Instagram ads, uh, but, it's, but it's that thing, right? So someone will come to me and say, this is a get rich quick scheme. Now, in that time, I could be like, no, you're wrong. I, or I could just delete the message. And what good is that? What about all the other people that are browsing my profile and are thinking to themselves or browsing my ad and going, this sounds like a get rich quick scheme because they haven't watched the video. This is the whole thing, right? If you watch like two, it's a 60 second video and I have a timer counting down for the entire 60 seconds because I'm trying to tell them what they need to know within 60 seconds. That's the whole point of the ad. If they watch the video, they would know that it's not a get rich quick scheme. I never said it was. Uh, but if they even read the, if, not even that, if they read the caption, they'd see it wasn't. Do you see what I'm saying? My point is, is that these people don't even consider your content. So therefore, they're not talking to you. They're talking to this fictional made up thing that they just created in their head. So all your job is, is to kind of dispel that, let them know who you really are. The way you speak to them really matters. Okay. So if you come out and you just be like, whoa, man, F you, don't talk to me like that on my profile. Like you have no idea what you're talking about, you idiot. 
Now, look, as much as sometimes you want to say that kind of stuff, and I tell you, there have been times where I've been like, are you serious? Just watch the ad and then comment. Don't just comment without even reading because it makes you look silly. But I don't say that stuff to them, of course, because that's not beneficial and not productive. So you take that step back, think with a clear professional head and you think to yourself, cool, how do I leverage this to get it's so that other people browsing this ad will see what I have to say back and develop more of a connection with me. You have to leverage these types of content, these types of comments. Sorry, these types of comments. So if, if, so if, if you see a comment like this, see a comment that someone's left and you in someone has written something quite negative about you or if they're like just assuming things about you or if they i don't know if you run any paid promotion they're just going to assume that every ad is a fraud which is just weird it's the uphill battle you got to fight your job is to convince them that you're not like that and the way you do that is by being way softer than they are humans mirror the behavior they see it's just like normal so like if if, if someone who's really angry in real life the way to get them to not be angry isn't to get angrier than them and be like hey sit down sit down there and like try to intimidate them that might work for like one in ten people but usually unless they're like if they're around the same age as you at least in physical stature i guess they're not going to listen to you if you do that the way to do it is to be is is and it's also not to just be on the same scale as them and reduce your anger right down and be like hey i'm not angry sit down and let's talk about it because they're just going to think you're being smart or being like look at me i'm better than you so what you have to do is be on a totally other plane to them altogether so you don't even like you just act completely differently um there's so many stories of this where you know i think i was told this the other day that one of their friends or they knew someone i'm going to butcher this story uh, but it, maybe the point will still get across that, that he was out and there was a, a guy came up to them in the street and was going to like just beat him up in like a side street and he was like really drunk and angry this guy and he was like squared up ready to fight so he says he squared up ready to fight and um he, he was ready to get squared up arms up ready to fight this guy and the guy's response back to him was like said something like yeah my garden the wall of my garden is only two foot high or something like that. And because it completely threw the other guy out, this big drunk massive guy just sat down on the side of the gutter and started crying or the curb if you're in America because he didn't expect it. It like completely like short circuited his brain because it was a total different plane from what he expected. He expected that guy to want to fight him back, to get in an argument with him. And that's how he saw the, the day playing out. But if you can throw them something unexpected, like a curveball, they don't really know they get caught off guard and it makes them snap out of whatever snap out of whatever they expected things to be now if you can successfully pull this off you disarm people that are leaving hateful comments and they usually come around and like you in the end which is where you want to take them to right and everyone looking at that will see wow that person who left that comment they're the silly one and you did the right thing and look how great and look how well you handled it. Now, I don't get this perfect every time. And obviously, that example of the guy wanting to fight the guy and him talking about his garden wall is a crazy example, okay? That's the extremes of like aggression and extremes of uh, how weird it was that he, you know, where he took the conversation. But the uh, the thing is, the, the principle still works to a smaller degree. Now, I don't get it perfect all the time. Usually a sign that you didn't get it perfect is if you're still writing essay long messages and they're still writing essay long messages and no one's gotten through to one another, then it's not really worth that. And usually I end up, uh, you know, <laughs> not continuing the conversation because obviously I said the wrong, not the wrong thing, but I didn't say the right thing. Let's put it that way uh, because this person hasn't come around. But usually if you can do stuff like if they get really angry or if they leave a hate comment or be rude or spiteful or something like that, or just, I don't know. 
just want to bring you down, if you can do something like put it back on them and say like, hey, so what would make you leave a comment like this? It makes them have to think, why am I so mad at this ad? And then they can say, well, it's just because blah, blah, blah. And then you can start addressing what their objections are. My whole point is, is that I don't want you to start to, to automatically go for the block button whenever you see a negative comment on your profile. If you can let them know that you're above wanting to argue with them, you're above whatever silly crap they were trying to like set up, like that kind of, I don't know, it's just like, it's just, that type of shit is just so stupid, right? So it's like people who, who want to fight with you on your profile is just, I don't know. It's just, they've got stuff going on in their life and they mentally are going to think that you're going to respond back and then somehow they're going to come out looking great. But if you can come in and just be like, this isn't how we talk around here and this isn't how I am, but without reprimanding them, right? You know, I was trying to say like, hey, I don't accept that around here. You're just trying to casually be like, hey, I don't even know why you're talking like that because things are all cool here. You know, I'd like to welcome you. Then they're going to come around. As I said, the people who have left comments on my profile being like, why wouldn't you just tell us? Like, I'm sick of people putting everything behind a paywall. Why wouldn't you just tell us? And I wrote to him saying, I feel like I tried to say as much as I can in 60 seconds. And then he was like, oh, yeah, you're right. This is actually pretty sick. And he got the end up buying the book. He's like, yeah, you are right, man. Good job. And another guy was like, um, I'm sick of like everyone putting stuff behind a massive paywall. Um, like, it, why, why won't, like if, you, if you want music artists to reach their dreams, why are you charging them all this money or whatever? And then I wrote back and I was like, um, I was trying to be like, oh, no, that's not what I'm about. Like, what is, I don't know what you're talking about. That's that's not me. But before I even wrote that, he had commented again and was like, oh, it's only $3 because he hadn't even watched the ad yet. And obviously, was this is the thing. If he hated it, he would have just kept scrolling. But he actually wrote that, then went back and watched the ad. So, he was interested. He just had objections. He gets to the end of the ad, goes, oh, it's $3. And then he was saying to me, I said to him, yeah, man, I feel like um, I'm trying to give as much as I can. This, I'm only selling it to you what Facebook charged me. So, it's facebook charging for that book not me essentially i'm trying to give it away for free if i could if ads were free i'd give it away for free and he wrote back he's like no man i totally understand i'm actually signing up now and i'm going to get the deluxe version too i'm really i'm really into it so you know what i mean so just because someone leaves a negative comment yeah maybe if they just leave a clown emoji they might just have decided they don't like you and you can't help that people just some people don't like people based on looks and that's just kind of normal uh it's not normal for how things should be but to those people, that's normal. They just walk around judging people, deciding whether they like them or not, and then feel like they have to try to like, I don't know, maybe they just, they want to start a fight. So you're actually buying into that. So maybe people who leave like clown emojis or something that, you know, not the clown emoji is a sign of an insult, but if they're just doing something that you think is just kind of like, there's not nowhere to go with it, then just block it. Excuse me. But if you, if someone does something, and they actually ask questions, even if it comes across as like, um, you know, I don't like you. I don't like this sound. I don't like what you're doing. This is crap or whatever. You can respond by being like, well, what would make you say something like that? Let them say their objections and you can, then you can actually address them and be like, um, oh, I don't know where you're getting that idea from. Now, it's, it's, you have to be careful about how you go about addressing the objections because if you come out just trying to be like, um, no, you're wrong there and you're wrong there. I'm not like that. It becomes defensive and you don't want to seem like, um, I don't know. You want to seem like you're above the conversation, not in a way that you're looking down on them. I'm not saying that at all. You're not up on a pedestal trying to be like, I'm better than you. It's not like that. You're just outside of the conversation. You're above it altogether. You're not even thinking about arguing with him like, oh, it's okay. I don't know why you'd be like that. It's all good. And they go, oh, okay, cool. Well then, all right, well, and now I'm listening to you. And then you say, yeah, this is what I'm all about. 
So that's the thing. I don't want you to be thinking about not wanting to take steps out into the unknown. I get it. It's pretty scary sometimes. It's scary to think about uh, that leap of faith of going out and speaking in front of people. You think, what if people don't like me? And that stops a lot of people from going out there because they try something new. They get one person online, leave some form of a comment. I was going to say hate comment, but a comment now, as you know, only comes across like a hate comment and they end up delete, like deleting it and then canceling whatever they were doing and never stepping out of their comfort zone again. I want you to know these people do not hate you. Okay. They're just people who have a, have a higher level of assertiveness than the average person or whatever. And they have objections and they just want to address it before they know that they're making the right decision. Because I think to those people, it might matter more for them to not feel like they just got tricked into something or that they felt gullible or taken advantage of and then they regret it later. Humans aren't, uh, we're loss avert. So, that's the thing is that when we don't care so much about gaining stuff as we do losing what we have, there's so many tests that prove this. So, even though you might wish that you won the lottery and be like, oh, I'm actually, I would love to gain something. I'd love to gain the lottery. Truth is you would, if you had to choose the chance of winning the lottery versus losing everything you have, you'll always, most of the time, most people, I can't say everyone, but most people will choose to keep what they have because people don't want to lose that, right? So, we're loss avert. So, these people don't want to gamble gaining something good if it means they could lose something. So, as long as you know that really these people are just trying to figure you out and you, all you have to do is come in and explain yourself and make sure you've established your culture as an artist, how you speak to people, how, the vibe, how, what you go about, what you stand for, your principles, you'll be able to address any type of comment that comes in. Sure, there are times that you might have to hit that uh, the hide comment button because people are just adding nothing and it's not even worth trying to talk to them about it. But if someone takes the time to leave you a comment, make sure you respond, get to know them you know, you're probably going to find a new fan in there. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the I Am Northbound podcast. You made it all the way to the end. I hope you loved it. Why not check out another episode? I'm sure you can find one right below wherever you found this one. But before you do, make sure you subscribe if you haven't already. And it would mean the world to me if you could either leave a rating and a review for this podcast or share it out to your followers. That act of kindness goes so much further than you may think. It helps me help more music change the world.